Welcome to Walking with Writers, a monthly podcast by Writer Out of Residence. This morning we're at Oxley Creek and things don't always go according to plan. Sometimes when you have people to look after, little people, older people, even a geriatric dog, You just have to roll with it and go with the flow. So this morning, we're walking with Aria, and we're at Oxley Creek Common with the birds and the geriatric dog, Kibo. Ducks, and the ducks too. I've got one of my favorite riders with me, Aria. Aria, tell me, what do you like about writing? Um, because you write whatever you want and it's a bit hard but you get used to it once you write a lot. And it makes it easy for me when I have some help because it's a bit hard so I do need some more help with my spelling. So yeah, that's basically it. And do you like to tell stories? Yes, I do like to tell lots of stories to my big sister, Elsa. And how do you feel when you're sitting down with your book and your pencil and writing away? Well, I feel alone and it's peace and quiet at home when when no one is bothering me. Ah, yes, I could use a little peace and quiet sometimes. So as you can see, this is a podcast about the writerly life. It's combining some of the things that I love to do most, and I think a lot of writers enjoy doing, being outside in nature, trying to get away from it all, even though we might have the occasional plane passing, enjoying exercise, a nice walk, A walk is always good, isn't it? And talking about the writerly life, some of the challenges we face, what we're working on, how we surmount those challenges, how we keep on going. Now we're coming up to a little gate. And it's nice and quiet and peaceful. Yes. It's got a sign on the gate. Green Army in action, working to improve our bushland reserve. Come on, Kibo. Now, I thought there'd be more birds this morning. But we might be a bit late, even at this early hour. Some of the things I like to think about when I go out for a walk or a run is how to fit everything in. It's, and, and that's why I'm here with my little friends this morning. Because sometimes you just have to do what you planned on doing with a new friend instead of the way you were originally going to do it. 
And I imagine this won't be the first time that we have little friends with us on the walks talking about writing. Normally I get up at five o'clock every morning and it's supposed to be quiet. The children are supposed to be sleeping and the dog is supposed to be still resting. But this morning everyone was up early and there wasn't really any peace and quiet to do the writing that I'd like to do, my morning pages. My Julia Cameron morning pages that get all the garbage out of my head. Do you do morning pages, Aria? Um, not really, but sometimes. Do you? What do you write about when you do your morning pages? I write about stories that make kids feel happy and not sad and excited. And excited? Yeah. Is, is there a story you're working on now? Um, sort of. It's about my grandparents that I need to do for show and tell and to my, to my class and it's going to be really difficult what it's due today so I'm going to have lots of fun reading it. And what, the, what is this about your grandparents? Um, uh, a story from the past about my grandparents and this is my mum's parents and also my dad's parents so it's going to be a bit hard but they're both finished so do you, rem do you remember one thing you'd like to tell us about from your grandparents they only had one bathroom and they only showered once a week oh and what do you call them i call them nanny and umpa aren't they lucky this is the basis of storytelling, isn't it? Whether it's fiction or non-fiction. It's about finding, learning about our universal pasts and trying to reach some sort of universal truth. Trying to turn the story into something that everyone can relate to, no matter what their background or their history. Uh, that's the difficult thing. This is a beautiful walk. We've seen they've planted some seedlings up here. I wonder what they are. They've got little green boxes around them. I don't know a lot about Australian flora and fauna. I do. Do you? Yes. We tend to call birds not by their proper names but by the sound they make, like a whoop-whoop bird. <laughs> oh, there's a bird up there with a red eye. So we're walking down a little path. On the one side there's a creek, quite low down. And then on the other side, we've got fields with cows. And were there horses too? And I think that's a really important part of writing, is not judging. Uh, Anne Patchett talks about that in one of her essays. and She talks about self-forgiveness. And I think all too often we don't have enough of that. And I know that myself, I tend to judge everything I do. And I feel I'm being judged, even though I'm sure I'm not. People are too busy to worry about me. 
And letting go of that and just putting stuff on paper can be quite challenging and difficult. And trying to put everything on the paper that's going through your head, even though the doubt's about putting it on the paper, because that also says something about what you might be trying to create. Well, it does for me if I'm trying, trying to create creative nonfiction. There certainly are a lot of them. So today, because the schedule's been a little bit topsy-turvy, and this was going to be a writerly podcast, I'll go back and, because I'm a parent, a mother, get Aria some more breakfast. Second breakfasts. Second breakfasts are always good. She's had her tea and her banana some dark chocolate to get her going even though she was already up at four o'clock and then I'll start my routine a little bit in inverse so going back after I do the school drop-off and doing some free writing sitting at the dining room table which I find is a really nice open space with lots of light to just free write and I'm not at a desk so I don't feel confined and often ideas will come up that may not come up in a study sort of way. And then we'll, I'll work on figuring out how to put this on SoundCloud, whether I can actually do it or not. And that will probably take several hours. <laughs> then hopefully I can get an hour of... working on a particular essay. But one of my focuses is also, and this is going to come up in a lot of these podcasts, I think self-care is really important. Um, I don't know how anyone else works, but I tend to... Oh, look, there are two bulls sparring over there in the field, head-to-head, having a little fight. Um... Yes, I tend to be an all-or-nothing person, which doesn't really work very well, because I focus... Oh, are they? They're mating. I don't know. I don't think so. I thought they were sparring. They were head-to-head. So one of the things I need to focus on doing, because I tend to always be type of all-or-nothing person, as I focus on an essay I'm working on to the detriment of everything else. I don't exercise... I don't go out, I don't have fun, I play flute and I don't play my flute. And all these things are really important for keeping me balanced and stable and happy. And actually, what I'm figuring out is they're very important for helping to make me productive. Because if you don't look after yourself, you're not as productive as you could be. If you don't exercise, you don't have the energy, you and you don't have the endorphins after Uh, You don't feel as good. There's a little bit of sluggishness. And exercise can be anything from going for a walk to a run to rock climbing. Can't it, honey? How do you feel after exercise? I feel strong and fit and I'm always exercising. So I do two hours of rock climbing every Saturday with my sister Elsa. 
he's away at camp, but I feel really good when I exercise. Yes. Often, the world looks better after a bit of exercise. And also, we get some headspace to get away from oh, the minutiae of life that might drag us down otherwise. So self-care, looking after ourselves, is really important for productivity. And it might not seem so at the time. It might not seem like it's worth taking that hour to do some exercise or taking half an hour to do what you like, whether it's knitting or crocheting or making some craft. Something meditative that takes you away from daily life and allows you and your brain to relax. And actually what happens during a lot of these activities is that when we're so-called multitasking, we're depleting the glucose in our brain and the glucose in our brain enables us to be creative. And so when we're doing these other tasks, simple tasks, walking and not texting, running, Anything simple like that, even, even driving sometimes, the glucose in our brain is being replenished so we can continue and be actually more productive. And this is what I'm convincing myself of now. I'm trying to teach myself a new way of being a little bit every day. I have, um, there are a few podcasts I listen to and one of them is Michael Nobbs sustainably creative and he gets tremendous amounts done by working on a tiny bit every day that's all we need to do it's a commitment to ourselves and it's about making writing a priority and looking after ourselves a priority so the life we're living the life I'm living is the one that I want it to be yeah, as much within my control as possible it's not always possible but it certainly makes me a lot happier. Now we're heading back. Had a nice little morning walk with my favorite writer. The sun's up now. The birds aren't as chirpy as I thought they'd be. We'll have to try a bit earlier next time. So that's me, Kirsten Fogg. And you're on Walking with Writers, a podcast by Writer Out of Residence.